Welcome to Why Though. We're your hosts, Tiffany Bloom and Ashley Abercrombie. We land somewhere in between Mother Teresa and Biggie Smalls, and we're just wondering, why though? We all have questions, from our existential crisis curiosities to our, hey girl, why your eyebrows look so good though? And we want to tackle all of those questions with you. Welcome back to Why Though. We are so glad you tuned in today (laughs) on this cold November day. I mean, it's cold where I'm at. Ashley, is it cold where you're at? Oh, it's just about 30 degrees Fahrenheit. So yeah, very, very chilly. The parkas are out. The parkas are out. (laughs) I keep convincing myself that I'm not going to be outside too long, so not to get a big coat. Just like, oh, right, you know, race from the car to the door, right. wherever I'm at. And then I'm like, not smart, not a great idea. <laughs> get a Freezing. coat. Get a get coat. coat. <laughs> get a coat. Yeah. Uh, okay, today we are talking about why self-care is not always soul care, though. Hmm. I think it, as we prepare for the holidays, it can be easy to give in to all the clickbait. Actually, mm, Ash, I got to tell you something. On the same could, day, you're gonna confess to us right now. You're I'm about to confess. confess. Oh no, I'm gonna I'm gonna <laughs> file a formal complaint with HR. That's what I'm doing right now. In my updates or social promotion, however Gmail, you know, sources out your emails of where they think they're coming from. I had two emails in a row. One was from Starbucks, which I've never signed up for anything at Starbucks, and I don't have the Starbucks app, so I'm not sure why I got that. And the other one was from Sephora, and both started the email main line before I opened it, said, hurry, and then whatever their message was. Both of them felt like they had the confidence to tell me to hurry for a limited time or whatever they were saying. And I was thinking, you ain't about to tell me to hurry. Two of them in a row, I was like, okay, we're getting bold with our invitations to shop and spend my hard-earned money. I know. I really, like, I already, email drives me crazy on multiple levels, but I also feel like everything is so urgent. And so whenever I see something like that, I unsubscribe immediately. Like, that is the thing that will trigger me to just be like, I'm done with you. Even if I love your emails, if it says hurry, I'm out. (laughs) Because I don't want to be rushed in my inbox I mean doesn't that make you feel some type of way seriously some type of way you will not tell me what to do Sephora here's another Sephora if I even talk about blush or eyeshadow or mascara or anything you know somebody's listening and all my ads and of course we've talked about ad trackers in the past but and no one tempts me like Sephora I love Mm. I really enjoy cosmetics and skincare and all things cosmetology i love it so much but i can't i can't be having them trying to get me to buy all the things say all the things i no joke i probably get one to two emails a day from sephora oh my gosh and you're okay with this no but i don't want it to fully I, stop because then i get some oh my gosh codes in there sometimes <laughs> i know but can't you just google sephora promo code i mean that's my strategy for everything i buy online and it's very successful i believe you sometimes i do that with shutterfly Sometimes I do. <laughs> <laughs> Time to make a Christmas card. I need 25% off. <laughs> oh, I love it okay. so much. True story. I have a friend. She's like, oh, you can get 10 free cards on Shutterfly. You can 10 free cards on Polka Dot or someone that you know, nobody's Perfect. ever heard of. So she ends up getting a bunch of free cards and just pays the shipping and none of them match, which I kind of love. Nobody knows, right? Who it's cares? It's awesome. Totally. I'm like, it just is so much work in my mind to make so many different yes. cards. 
It already takes me so long. And you're probably not saving like bukus of money, you know? So right. it's like, it's okay. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. And then you got to decide who you like the most because they're going to get the nicest one with the premium The paper. best card. <laughs> That's right. Yes. With the cutest photo. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. It's good stuff. Okay. As we talk about self-care and soul care and why they are not uh, synonymous with one another, I want you to first think, Ashley, and listeners, I'm sure you're going to think as well, of your favorite movie where a girl got a glow up, where she was looking rough, and then by the end of the movie, you saw her looking so fierce, saw her looking so good, and you were like, ooh, mm, she, she has... She is somebody now, right? Because that's the underlying message of the movie. It's once she looked the part, dressed the part, you know, had confidence that she didn't have before. <laughs> I'll go first. Uh, mine is, oh man, there's so many. I have to say, Made in Manhattan with Jennifer Lopez. That's hilarious. <laughs> Amazing. Is that the one where she gets her shoes stuck in a grate or is that a different movie with Matthew McConaughey? Oh, I don't recall if she was I stuck know. in a grave. I'm so bad I with movies. You. I yeah, believe you. It could be a totally different film. <laughs> you know what I love about you? You know what I love about you? You can recall specific details. How much I hate movies. But never what show or movie or stand-up special never. you're from. <laughs> no never. context. That's, not the that's person's actually name, true. Not even the character's actually true. name. I love it. It's facts. great. It's but, you're so, but you can remember the whole story. Just no, no yeah. details about the context. It's great. I love yeah, it. Yeah, definitely can walk away with the main idea. <sighs> yeah, for sure. And you tell it so, it's so, you're so believable. Oh, yeah, Made Manhattan. It came to me. It just came to me. Made Manhattan. She is changing them sheets at that hotel. And before you know it, she gets mistaken for this glorious woman. And Ralph Fiennes, whatever his name is, falls in love with her. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. And she wears that beautiful dress to this gala. Totally. Yes. Well, I don't feel like, obviously, I'm not a movie buff. Like, I don't really like movies. But I do think about, um, you know, there's like five that I love. And one of them is Dirty Dancing. I love that movie. And in the beginning of the movie, she, the main character shows up. She can't dance. She doesn't really wear cool clothes. She never wears makeup. Like you see her sister is always the one wearing makeup, wearing great clothes, like always has her hair done. All the boys really like her. And then by the end of the film, you see the main character, like her hair's down all the time. She's suddenly borrowing her sister's lipstick. She's wearing makeup. She's wearing high heels. She's got all these different things on. She's learning to dance. And so I think for me, that's a good, like... It's it's definitely more authentic than Made in Manhattan or you know she's <laughs> hey all now. that or hey the now. other crap movies that are out there. She's all Sorry, that Tiff. Mean I know, Girls. I, know. I mean, there's just so all many of it. good ones, it's, and they're all bad. <laughs> they're so bad. They're but so in Dirty bad. Dancing, like that's a good that's a good glow up without you know, but still being very true and authentic to who she is. So I I dug that. That's a good glow up. <laughs> right. And the interesting thing, wouldn't you say, this idea of getting a glow up and all of a sudden you are somebody you weren't before because of the things you're wearing, the people you're around, Mm -hmm. the purchases you've made, the lipstick, the hair down, borrowing the the stuff you can do, the stuff you can do, you know, the treatments you can do, the skincare treatments, regimens, all that. Yep. Then, then somebody is whole, then somebody is healthy, then somebody. And I think it's coming from a good place. Wouldn't you agree? I think this idea to be healthy and whole is a good thing. I think it's hijacked when we give in to believing that it it happens through a purchase or it Mm -hmm. happens 
through a treatment and this obsession with wellness consumerism that we make almost a spiritual activity, I think is really, I think it can be pretty dangerous. Wouldn't you agree? It is really, really dangerous. And I think that it also is so contingent on other people's opinions, which is why I find this to be so dangerous, right? Because I mean, that's what you're talking about in comparing it to the movies. It's like somebody else decides what the standards are and somebody else determines, you know, what looks good, what feels good, what is good for our skin, what's good for our soul, what's good for our mind, what's good for our body, you know, and it's whatever trend is out there. And we sort of yield ourselves to that in the hopes that we will satisfy that, that soul longing in us for things and the soul longing in us to maybe do better in an area of our life or to be more at peace or to feel more joy and we satisfy it through buying or doing and I almost feel like it's not a new phenomenon right like the beauty industry is billions of dollars every year no matter if there's a recession or not like people buy beauty products that's just always going to happen and listen I'm here for it I would die without my dry bar shampoo I really (laughs) like my secret sauce cream from it cosmetics like I need these things in my life it feels like (laughs) so I'm I'm not (laughs) anti But it does feel like the whole industry has just flipped this switch where they are tying, as you said, wellness to stuff. And I'm like, wait a minute, is this our highest and best wellness being tied to stuff? Like, is me being well mentally, physically and emotionally and spiritually contingent on what I can buy and what I can do and how pretty I am or what types of clothes I have? Like, are we going to call this self-care? Is that it? That's the best we can do? Then who gets left out of that? Nearly everyone? I mean, it's so unfair. And whoever feels like they're enough? No one? (laughs) So I'm not crazy about this movement, which is why I was very excited. You should tell them about the article, Tiffany, that you read. um, And just share a little bit about that because it's so powerful and I thought really, really eye-opening. Yeah. So the New York Times just a couple months ago came out with an article called The New Spiritual Consumerism. And it examined this phenomena with that's mainly driven by millennials that isn't after the most expensive luxurious bag or pair of shoes, but really after an experience that doesn't have any explicit social byproduct. Doesn't matter if it's eco-friendly or, you know, somebody's donating to charity to be weighed with significance. It's we're buying an experience. We are, uh, we are willing to put down our dollars to have our skincare treatment or, you know, have Netflix or all of these little things that we think this is leading me to wellness. This is leading me to wholeness. And we hold this superior life in such high regard. And it's only if we buy fill in the blank. It's only if we engage with fill in the blank. Everyone else is doing it because, you know, we think, okay, everything is going crazy around me. There's so much I don't have control over. But, right. oh, I have control over my skincare routine. It makes us feel like we have a semblance of control. Yeah. And it makes we, us feel like, oh, things may be crazy, but I can at least feel good, right? Because we want to feel good yep. with this purchase. And, Ashley, you brought up a really good point in our prep for this of how we often tell other people how to feel good, of how to pursue right. soul care. Yep. And it usually comes with a dollar sign attached to it, right? Totally. And I find that to be really, really frustrating because what do you do if you can't do that? Like, what do you do if you're a single mom and every single bill is really, really tight? Or what do you what do you do if you're a family that's a young family or maybe one, one partner is choosing to stay home while the other works so that kids can be taken care of? Or what do you do if you're a college student? Or what do you do if you're an empty nester and your budget's changing or about to retire? It's like, so who gets to participate in this idea 
of wellness. And I find that to be a really interesting thing. And I think you said in the article that it kind of, they're basically making the point that this is kind of a class issue. Mm -hmm. Um, And I can remember having a conversation with a gal and it was so exactly like the wellness movement. You said um, it was well-intended. The conversation was really, really beautiful. And we didn't know each other very well at all. It just kind of came out of her as we were talking and dialoguing, but she just shared that, you know, um, she was concerned about whether I was taking care of myself or not, meaning that she could tell there was stress in my life. She could tell that I was running a million miles an hour, that I had a lot of things on my plate. And then her suggestion to me for fixing my stress was, I really think it would be good for you if you took time out to get a massage every week. <laughs> every just, week? Every week. Sorry. Every week. I, mean, I, I thought you were going to say once a month. I'm nope. sorry. That caught me off guard. Nope. That's hilarious. And, okay. So... <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I love you so much. Oh, my crap, that's that much time and money. Oh, Jesus, help me. Oh, okay. my gosh. What? Thank you. So that you was literally your my, face like I just it was the exact what? same response that you just had. I mean, it was oh the exact gosh. same response. And then, like, out of the pit of my belly, like, what came out of my mouth was, you know what's really interesting is I, I have found across the span of my almost 40 years that I don't have to have everything I need to practice self-care, that I don't yeah. have to have every single thing that I want in order to feel like I'm taking care of myself. Like sometimes there, the the gap of need is so large that it can't be filled with things like massages. Like this is ridiculous, you know? So we had and a moment. And when you say it's so hard to believe it when everything, yes. including your inbox, is telling you the opposite. Yes, which is why I unsubscribe. But I feel you. <laughs> Sephora is really nice. I mean, I get like one email a week from them because I, I took it way down. But yes. Yeah, you did. So I was having this great conversation with our dear friend, Harmony Grillo, who we've had on the podcast, our one and only guest. And she was sharing that she listened to a podcast with Sarah Bessie, who we also love on this podcast. And Sarah was talking about the difference between um, caring for yourself and mixing that with pleasure. And she was even talking about like how pleasure can be such a form of escape. And we look for that and call it self-care, you know, and she even talked about how down to reading novels for her could feel like pleasure. And I was like, oh my gosh, I totally relate to that. I could absolutely escape in a book. And I'm not mad about that. I'm going to continue to do that. I think it's actually a very healthy practice, but I saw what she meant. Anything in its extreme can then become something that we do rather than something that's satisfying our soul. And so I thought that was a really powerful way. And sometimes I think about the self-care movement like that. Like we, we want to do all this self-care. We want to do all this wellness as we should. We have to take care of ourselves. Like that's so appropriate, but then it, it tends to skew in this way that it actually no longer satisfied. It's not satisfying needs in our soul. It's not satisfying us and it, it trips us into pleasure and trips us into fantasy and trips us into escapism. And so I think, um, you know, some of that, again, is healthy, right? Like, it's okay some days to stay in your pajamas all day long and watch Jack Ryan on Amazon Prime, like, good for you. That's awesome. But if this becomes our habitual way of dealing with life or numbing things out or feeling better about um, working 100 hours a week or feeling better about what our coworkers might have said about us or feeling better about experiencing racism on the job or sexism on the job or experiencing family dynamics that are destructive or very uncomfortable, if this self-care thing is the the way we hope to solve that, then I fear that we have such a lack of spiritual maturity and emotional maturity because we're just unwilling to actually face the things in our life that need to be faced in order for us to be healthy, to be whole, and to walk in integrity, right? And to have connection, okay? So like, that's the last thing I'll say about it is like connection, right? So we also can do this at the expense of calling a friend or 
sitting across the table from someone or, or saying, man, actually, I'm just really lonely. So instead of going to purchase all these products or do this thing that I always do in the hopes that it's going to fill me up, I'm going to call a friend and say, actually, this week, I felt so lonely. I felt so mm-hmm. isolated. And I'm really, really struggling. Or this week, I'm really dealing with jealousy. And so instead of trying to fix myself, I'm actually going to deal with the fact that jealousy is lurking on the inside of me. And I need to face that. I need to deal with that. Or this week, I feel like I'm not good enough. And I need to face that. I need to deal with that, you know, instead of just covering it up. It's like putting a Band-Aid over a bullet hole. Like, we don't want to do that. We're not those people. We joke that we need retail therapy and that we are going to feel whole and healthy once we have a membership to Orange Theory and those ritual vitamins. At least that's my mm-hmm. list. I don't know about you. Yeah. I always, but, but you know what? It just shows how much it gets to you, right? Like I'm somebody who is somewhat self-aware and I'm thinking, oh, I can't wait till we have enough discretionary income to do those things. And then yeah. I have to shake my head and be like, wait a second. It isn't the be all end all or that isn't a level of wellness that is only available once I can afford that. That level of wellness can happen now, just not by that by that way or those means. Yes. And so being able to identify what does wellness in my life or your life right. look like right now? Because it's, you know what? Wellness is not uh, getting your nails done once a month. Again, we're not saying that's a bad thing. Here, no, us, please. We're I not do saying that. that's a bad yes. thing. Yeah. There's plenty of things. I, I get waxed, my whole face waxed totally. like once a month. And that's for more the viewer's benefit than my own. But <laughs> I just want to say there are... When we decide that we will be confident or we will be complete or we will feel good or healthy or whole when, fill in the blank, that's the problem. So if we can say, if I'm able to check in with a friend once a week and share what's going on and have a heart to heart and pray for one another and be there for one another and talk out some issues, now that is soul care. If I can have some time to worship or journal or whatever way you connect with the Lord, I'm not trying to be prescriptive at all, but whatever way that you connect, if we can hold that up as the standard, and guess what? That don't cost no dollar bills. Right. But but of course, nobody in, in the exterior world or companies benefit from that but you will you'll keep yeah. on spinning you'll keep on thriving and i think w- i really um wanted to push to have this episode now because we are heading into the pit that is consumerism of all consumerism yeah. during the holidays and i um yep i just get so angsty about it because it feels all consuming everywhere you go everywhere you turn oh you could buy this for a gift or you could do this or you could do this doesn't matter where you go doesn't even matter if you work from home because every ad or everything on your instagram or everything like you can't escape this incessant desire and it's masked in this buy this for somebody you love right this isn't even for you anymore don't you want them to be well don't you want her to be well or him to be well? Don't you want this good, wholesome thing for the people that you care for? Of course you do, right? So it's tapping yeah. into this desire for Eden, not only in yourself, but in for the people around you. Anyway, yeah. I just think it can get real it can get real bad real quick and play on our insecurities yes. of us feeling like we're a mess or if I had that, then things would be better. And I think um, I think this is obviously can happen for men, but for women, when we are so obsessed with the number on the scale or yeah. how clear our skin is or how successful we are, anything or how young we help look. us or how young we look. It's gosh. a big one. Yeah, totally. Absolutely. And 
anything that plays on that insecurity of even the most confident woman, I think can really, um, really get under our skin and really lead us to believe in some lies that just have no business occupying our brain space. Yes. I love that. I think it's so powerful to think about it. What are some of your, um, you know, because we've talked before about our beauty stuff and kind of our routines and different things like that. So I'm glad we've covered those before. But for you, what are some of those like self-care, soul care things that you do that make you feel like, okay, my life is sustainable. I'm becoming more like Christ when I practice these rhythms and habitual things in my life. Like what do some of those look like for you? Okay, some of these are going to be ultra practical and very specific to my season. So, listener, I really hope you are yeah. blessed by this because I think it's wise for us each to examine in every season. And yesterday, my husband and I had this exact conversation, Ashley, of like, what's going to feed our tanks right now? I'm in a writing season. Yeah, I'm working on my next title, and and it's a heavy, it's a heavy work of what I'm writing yeah. about: abuse of power at a woman's expense. And after writing 700 words a day that I've researched to the best of my ability, and fact-checked and all those good things, I really need to blow off some steam. And I am not somebody who often cooks. It's not my thing. And I will tell you what, in the last week, I have made butter chicken from scratch, which again, y'all, mm. I do not cook ever. In the past 10 years, I've probably made, I'm not even messing with you, probably nine meals. Um, I've been exercising at home because uh, it's free. And um, I... <laughs> Even last night, I set up little a little workout circuit for my kids and I and watching a five-year-old try to do some seated rows with a exercise band was hilarious. But just that idea of like, hey, we're all in this. And again, these are very practical for just to feel like myself, feel like my whole self. Um, I think another thing that has been really life-giving in this season is just time to meditate it's something i do in and out of season but in this season i found that meditating and praying for the beautiful people in my life just really dedicating 10 to 20 minutes a day to pray for people i feel Mm -hmm. more in tune with the spirit and i feel more compassionate for the people in my world so and that can be while i'm driving that can be while i'm out and about it could be while i'm you know putting away laundry whatever the case may be so i think just those realizing okay what does wellness look like for me yeah i had no idea in this season of just cooking has just been so life-giving again this is a real new thing it's a real new thing who knows how long it will last to be totally honest with you yeah but and then just exercising because it does get dark so late and that has helped so much and then having time to meditate and pray for my people there's nothing like loving, serving, and celebrating other people. And when you can do that in prayer, I think there's something so sacred and life-giving to that. Yeah. And being able to see the this is what wellness looks like for me. Also, lastly, and not, not less important than the other, is connecting with my people. I know in my... Um, in my life, I, I can't go a week without connecting with my closest people. I probably, in a few years now, I haven't gone a week without connecting with Ashley. I haven't yeah. gone a week without connecting with some other gals in my life. And that is yep. just to stay connected. Uh, and I'm a verbal processor, so they get all the things in my head. Bless them, these beautiful friends. And I love to listen to theirs and process through theirs yeah. and pray through what they're going through. So, um Uh, And I I just got to be honest, I think that with the height of wellness consumerism and the holidays and daylight savings, it is 
imperative that each of us determine what wellness looks like. What yeah. you say in soul care looks like. What about you, Ashley? So I have a couple as well. I think that, um, you know, in the season that I'm in where I am a full-time mom, which I did not expect to ever happen in my life, it was not a desire that I had um, to be a stay-at-home mom, but also I work. So figuring out what does it look like to not feel alone in this season because most of my friends, either they're single or maybe they're married, so different seasons of life, but it's and or they have a couple of kids. So it's all hard for us as with a couple of kids to get anywhere or to spend time with people. So similar to you, I've created different ways that I can connect with people here in the city and beyond so Marco Polo is life for me Um, voice text which you know Tiffany and I will send like a million of them back and forth along with many of my other friends like you know just send a a long voice memo that just says hey here's what's going on or what are you thinking about then that way they can respond back to me when they're ready and I feel like I'm connected all the time even if we're not seeing each other face to face Um, and then I also feel like in doing voice memos and Marco Polo you kind of get to see like what a person's life looks like so you can hear my kids in the background or you know if I'm like (laughs) on some chips and salsa so in a way it feels I feel connected to people in a deeper way than just sending a text message Um, so I really like that and then um, you know making sure to get face to face with folks is a big deal for me so I need that in my regular life at least a couple times a week where I see somebody face to face like that's just necessary can I ask a Um, question on that one yeah talk about how you manage that because I that's something I struggle with again you hit the nail on the head of like if my friend if my friends are single and they're working all day or if that's the time I have available or if I'm just dog tired at night and my kids go to bed and I don't have enough energy to go out for a glass of wine or whatever or I don't want to spend money or um, totally other friends who have kids as well it would it would not be possible for us to all get together so uh, talk about how you navigate that because that is something I admire in you that that you're touching in face to face. And I, I know that's something I want to get better about. So talk about how you, how you, yeah, well, I'm not like, I used to be so good at this because I didn't have kids, right. I could do whatever I wanted, but now I just make sure that I'm having um, a coffee date. So it's not expensive. Mm. Um, you know, I, I do my best not to do like these $50 meals that are a whole, whole thing in Manhattan. Right. <laughs> right. And, uh, you know, I love doing them when I can, but I can't do that every week. Like a lot of people can. And so for me, grabbing a cup of coffee is, is like, butter and gravy for me you know being able to sit down across from somebody with a cup of coffee then I know I'm going to spend five to ten dollars on coffee and a snack we're going to have a great time converse with one another go back and forth a little bit and I really enjoy that so I already had one this week and I have one more happening on Friday Um, and I'm just really really looking forward to it and my other self-care practice is to be honest and I know as simple and basic as that that sounds it's like honesty is such a uh, lost art in our world but making sure of having a habitual practice practice of waking up every day admitting my life's not perfect admitting it's probably not going to go perfect and then today how can I show up in my own life and be honest about my life without blaming or shaming or hurting other people and so I really try to have a a healthy rhythm of honesty in my life and that helps me stay sane Um, the other one is worship so I know you mentioned prayer for me worship is huge and I can intercede while I worship but I worship every single day if it's in my car if I'm walking around my house like I have to worship it is like a lifeline for me and I can feel when I don't do it. I'm like, I know wow. when I haven't worshiped for the day, that's my lifeline. And then finally, finding a way to study my Bible. Um, and I'm not a, a a daily Bible reader. Some people are, but most people I found are not, and I'm not either. But creating um, some room in my week to really study the Bible and think about a passage of Scripture, like one for the whole week. So I'm in Colossians 3 right now, and I keep thinking about that. And then I'm um, 
also in uh, Philippians where it talks about letting your gentleness be evident to all. And I think like I've got a few scriptures that are just banging around in my brain. And instead of trying to read a passage every single day, like a different one every day, I try to meditate on one throughout the week because then I can practice it in my daily life. Like how can I be gentle today? Is my gentleness evident to all? Like have I put on forgiveness today? Like have I put on joy today? Have I put on, you know, a garment of praise? Like so I think through scripture um, throughout the week, especially if it's whatever I'm struggling with, try to have a scripture available that will help me with that. So if I'm feeling extraordinarily anxious, what does it mean to keep my eyes on the Lord in a steadfast way so that peace will fill my heart and mind, so that peace will be the reigning umpire, the ruling umpire in my life? Like So I think having scripture available is a way that I practice self-care. And, and just one more um, is just trying to find ways to stay connected to Cody because I think so often when you're married and have a couple of kids if you're not careful you can fall into making it about the business of marriage and who's paying what bill who's taking this who's gonna drive the kids to school tomorrow who's packing lunches who's doing this that or the other thing and then you forget to like actually connect and be with each other so for us, um, you know, we put our kids to bed at seven. So that's like our regular practice so that we have some time to come down and we can sit together and talk about our day. What was good? What wasn't good? Um, is there anything we need to give a little bit more thought to? Are there any pressing conversations that we need to have? Is there anything we need to deal with that hasn't been dealt with? And then just practicing, what are we afraid of this week? What what gives us joy? What's um, What's making us come alive? What do we need more of in our life? Like, healthy practice practicing the health of those conversations throughout the week is really helpful for me too oh i love it uh i took a page out of the ashley and cody playbook last night actually we put our kids down to bed early (laughs) which even when i tried doesn't seem to happen uh but we did and then my husband went and picked up some takeout and we had a little late date night and watched some netflix and talked through what's working what's not um ways that we're feeling alone ways we can connect more so she means it, y'all. She sets a, such a good example in that, Aww. and I'm so thankful. I hope this has been practical Thank for you, you listener. Really yeah. honest of just saying what's working, what's not, and identifying for ourselves, and we hope for you what wellness can look like because self-care is not always soul care, though. That's exactly we right. We hope you enjoyed this episode, and we will see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Hey, listeners. Remember to subscribe and comment. It helps others to find the show. To learn more about Tiffany's writing, speaking, or books, visit tiffanybloom.com. To learn more about Ashley's writing, speaking, or books, visit ashabercrombie.org. See you next week.